Good morning, church. Some of you might be aware of this, but recently the world seemed to change around you. Do you know how to handle that the best? Or do you know what to do when the world feels like it's um, changing underneath your feet and shifting and you're and you're, you're, you have no solid ground to stand on? Well, I think the Bible has two specific times when, when the world was changing right before the eyes of the people around it or changing for the people around it, and they're parallel. There's one from the Old Testament and one from the New Testament. This is from Isaiah 6 and Revelation 4. As, as this gets read... I will pause and sort of let you know which one I'm coming from, but they they have this parallel sort of sense. Um, pay attention to what it feels like for Isaiah without the spirit inside him and for John in Revelation with the spirit inside him and his focus on, on the Lordship of Christ, which Isaiah wasn't aware of. Anyway, so here it goes. This is from Isaiah 6. It was the year that King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord, right? King Uzziah had been Lord over or King of Israel for 50 years. Many of the people might not have known or remembered another King. So the world was changing from Revelation four. Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven and the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast and the voice said, come up here and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the spirit and I saw a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Quite a bit different amount of information there, but also a different attitude. Here it is from Isaiah 6, the next piece. The Lord, he was sitting on a lofty throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. The corresponding text from Revelation, this is for John. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, like jasper and carnelian, and the glow of the emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him, and twenty-four elders sat on them, and they were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their head. And from the throne came flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder. And in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the sevenfold spirit of God. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass sparkling like crystal. From Isaiah. Verse two, and tending him were mighty seraphs, each having six wings and two wings. They, they covered their faces with two wings. They covered their feet and with two they flew and they called out to each other. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord almighty. The Lord is filled or the whole earth is filled with his glory. From Revelation in the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes, front and back. The first of these living things was like a lion, the second like an ox, the third like a, had a human face, and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over with eyes, inside and out. One day, day after day, night after night, they kept on saying, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who has come, who is, and will still be.
glimpse into that. The main difference there, just just as I stop here for a second, they were covering their faces in the first thing. Their second thing was all about what everybody could see. In Isaiah, the voices of these beings shake the temple to its foundation and the entire building was filled with smoke. The corresponding text from Revelation. Whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne and the one who lives forever and ever, that is. And they lay their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and they exist because you created what you pleased. From Isaiah, then I said, it's all over. I am doomed for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips and I live among people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies. From Revelation, then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne and there was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with the Lord, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven and earth was under or under the earth was able to open it. And I began to weep bitterly because I was, no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. Okay. Here's the difference in these, right? I'm undone because I can see the king and I'm in a horrible spot. In Revelation, I'm weeping because we have this thing and nobody can open it. It's quite a different dread. Isaiah 6 continues in verse 6. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. And he touched my lips and he said, see this coal has touched your lips and now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. From Revelation. But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll. From Isaiah verse 8. Then I heard the Lord asking, whom shall I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. And he said, yes, go and say to this people, listen carefully, but don't understand. Watch closely, but learn nothing. Harden the hearts of these people and plug their ears and shut their eyes. That way they will not see with their eyes, nor hear with their ears, nor understand with their hearts and turn to me for healing. The corresponding text. Then I saw the lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the 24 living beings amongst the 24 elders. And he had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that he sent out to every part of the earth. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting there. And when he took the scroll, the living beings and 24 elders fell down each one had a harp and they held gold bowls filled with incense that were the prayers of God's people and they sang a new song 
with these words, you are worthy to take the scroll and to break the seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood was ransomed for people and from every tribe and every language and people and every nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God and they will reign on earth. And then I looked again and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and the living beings and the elder and they sang a mighty chorus. Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and earth and under the sea and they sang blessing and honor and glory and power and the one sitting on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. And the 24 elders said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped the Lamb. Look, church, there is a difference when the world change moments happen for those who keep the throne in view and those who the throne is a spot of terror and, and problem for them that it just, it just fills their heart with dread and all this. For example... I was speaking, see, I'm not just talking to the, to the church versus the non-church because there are people in the church that haven't loved the throne and kept it in view in such a way and they've fallen into this pattern of living where they have to do things in God and we invite God to bless it. Rather than joining God where he's at in work, it's sort of like, whom shall I send, says Isaiah, and God, or to God, God says to Isaiah and Isaiah says, I'll go. In Revelation, he has sent his whole spirit out, and everybody understands the problem with Isaiah going is that people haven't fully understood what was going on, but the, but the spirit in Revelation explain what's going on, and, we, and they keep, and there's all this worship, there's entry in worship instead of terror and undoneness and, and sin, but the sin has been forgiven, and all this stuff between these two texts. Um, it's like this, I was speaking to a pastor on the phone. She was so stressed and so bothered and so undone by the change that's around her. And I was, as she was talking about it and, and going on in fear and terror, I know that we live in a country right now that is just full of fear and we're so afraid of our, of our shadows. I mean, even this week, and some of you know that happened to us this week, is that Karen had a fever at work, and because of the rules of the school, she couldn't go back until she had a negative COVID test, and because she'd been exposed, I didn't feel like I could be around people until I had a negative test, and we did the test, but the reasons we did the test, we didn't actually think we had it, but there wasn't this nervous terror around COVID is going to kill us and wipe us out and all the stuff which you see in part of our world. But we went through it to make sure that everybody was safe and we did all this stuff. But I, I have to tell you, I wasn't ever really afraid of COVID, but I've got, I've got friends and coworkers and pastors and, and all this that are really quite terrified of COVID. Look, whether I get COVID and it gets me or it doesn't, the Lord has me. And if I keep my eyes there, that's what's going on with this pastor on the phone. So, so stressed is that stress, when it, when it starts to take control, 
we we end up in a spot where we take our eyes off the throne and when we take our eyes off the throne or what the throne has done for us rather than oh no this is bad happening and and is this a plague from god and, and all this stuff and is the world going to hell in a handbasket and and blah, blah, and and you can just hear the stone the boulder coming down the hill just gathering momentum and hitting and just and just gathering worry with it and all that stuff. Look, this isn't just non-believers. This is people that that the that we as people, if we view the throne and we and we keep coming back in worship and we start seeing the, what the throne has done for us is has allowed us to come into the throne room of heaven, that He's got our back and all this stuff. The very first reaction we need to have for people that are so stressed is mercy because they have no sense of the peace and the help that is there for their heart and spirit every moment of every day. But you don't just get it because you read your Bible, you get it because you enter into worship of the one on the throne who's got you, who's in charge of the universe, and he's got you. Whether good or bad stuff happened to you, whether anything happens to you in your life, the Lord's got you. Even in the midst of the deepest, darkest struggles, he's got you. How do we make it through that? We've Who's got you? And so the main difference between these two texts is Isaiah didn't know that the Lord had him until he said, until his sins were forgiven. But even then, sometimes we, we, and in Isaiah, St. John always knew the Lord had him because the Spirit was witnessing in there and he was worshiping and it was working. And, and so the difference between the two people is when did the Lord get you? Was the throne visible before you knew that he had your back? Or did you see it and then get to, instead of being terrified and, and shading your eyes and covering your eyes like the six angels and everything, did you then open your eyes and see the splendor of the Lord and know that he's got you and in charge? That's the main difference in these two texts is the world has changed, but, but are you cowering or are you worshiping? There's quite a difference. I know the Bible says, fear the Lord, your God. But what it really means is um, be aware that he's in charge. Don't, don't fail to notice that you are not the Lord and that he is in charge. That is the thing. So who's got you? Jesus is on the throne. And because of that, no matter what happens to us when the world changes, when the stress happens, he's got you. And the only way to remember that is when the world changes, know that worshiping the Lord is as big a deal as it gets. Jesus loves you, and God's got your back. This is the main stress reducer that Christians have. It's not a crutch. It's the knowledge that it doesn't all reside on you. The world doesn't depend on you. It doesn't rest on your back. Your name is not Hercules and the world doesn't rest on your shoulders. You don't have to carry the load. The load has been removed from you. The, the coal from the, the throne has come and touched your lips and now your sins are forgiven. That 
Cole in Revelation is Jesus and the Spirit of God has gone out to let you know that no matter what happens, God's got your back. I want you to know that today, that the Lord Jesus has your back. If you leave here with nothing else today, Jesus loves you and God's got your back. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I ask for, for first the mercy in us to just flow through those who are struggling and the ability to talk about you as the Lord who has control, always has had control, will have control, and has it at the moment. You're in charge. We thank you, Lord, for the work you're doing. Move in our hearts and cause us to be your people. Amen.